Chapter Five of Lyrical Ballads, seventeen ninety eight, by Samuel Taylor Coleridge and William Wordsworth. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Verity Kendall. The Female Vagrant. By Derwent's side, my father's cottage stood. The woman thus her artless story told. One field, a flock, and what the neighboring flood supplied to him were more than mines of gold. Light was my sleep, my days in transport rolled. With thoughtless joy I stretched along the shore, my father's nets, or watched, when from the fold, high o'er the cliffs I led my fleecy store, a dizzy depth below, his boat and twinkling oar. My father was a good, pious man, an honest man by honest parents bred, and I believe that soon as I began to list, he made me kneel beside my bed, and in his hearing there my prayers I said, and afterwards, by my good father taught, I read and loved the books in which I read, the books in every neighbouring house I sought, and nothing to my mind a sweet pleasure brought. Can I forget what charms did once adorn my garden, stored with peas and mint and thyme, and rose and lily for the Sabbath morn? The Sabbath bells and their delightful charm, the gambols and wild freaks at shearing time, my hen's rich nest through long grass scarce espied, the cowslip gathering at May's dewy prime, the swans that, when I sought the waterside, from far to meet me came, spreading their snowy pride. The staff I yet remember which upbore, the bending body of my active sire, his seat beneath the honeyed sycamore, when the bees hummed in the chair by winter fire, when market morning came, the neat attire with which, through bent on haste, myself I decked, my watchful dog whose starts of furious ire, when stranger passed, so often I have checked the red breast known for years which at my casement pecked the sons of twenty summers danced along ah little marked how fast they rolled away then rose a mansion proud our woods among and cottage after cottage owned its sway no joy to see a neighbouring house or stray through the pastures not his own the master took my father dared his greedy wish gainsay he loved his old hereditary nook and ill could i the thought of such sad parting brook but when he had refused the pre-offered gold to cruel injuries he became a prey sore traversed in whate'er he brought and sold his troubles grew upon him day by day till all his substance fell into decay his little range of water was denied footnote two several of the lakes in the north of england are let out to different fishermen in parcels marked out by imaginary lines drawn from rock to rock End of footnote. all but the bed where his old body lay all all was seized and weeping side by side we sought a home where we uninjured might abide can i forget that miserable hour when from the last hilltop my sire surveyed peering above the trees the steeple tower that on his marriage day sweet music made till then he hoped his bones might there be laid close by my mother in their native bowers bidding me trust in god he stood and prayed i could not pray through tears that fell in showers glimmered our dear loved home alas no longer ours there was a youth whom i had loved so long that when i loved him not i cannot say mid the green mountains many and many a song we two had sung like little birds in may when we began to tire of childish play we seemed still more and more to prize each other we talked of marriage and our wedding day and i in truth did love him like a brother but never could i hope to meet with such another his father said that to a distant town he must repair to ply the artist's trade what tears of bitter grief till then unknown what tender vows our last sad kiss delayed to him we turned we had no other aid like one revived upon his neck i wept 
and her whom he had loved in joy he said he well could love in grief his faith he kept and in a quiet home once more my father slept four years each day with daily bread was blessed by constant toil and constant prayer supplied three lovely infants lay upon my breast and often viewing their sweet smiles i sighed and knew not why my happy father died when such distress reduced the children's meal thrice happy that from him the grave did hide the empty loom cold hearth and silent wheel and tears that flowed for ills which patience could not heal twas a hard change an evil time was come and no relief could gain but soon with proud parade the noisy drum beat round to sweep the streets of want and pain my husband's arms now only served to strain me and his children hungered in his view in such dismay my prayers and tears were vain to those whose miserable men he flew and now to the sea-coast with numbers more we drew there foul neglect for months and months we bore nor yet the crowded fleet its anchor stirred green fields before us and our native shore by fever from polluted air incurred ravage was made for which no knell was heard fondly we wished and wished away and nor knew mid that long sickness and those hopes deferred that happier days we never more must view the parting signals streamed at last the land withdrew but from delay the summer calms were past honours we drove the equinoctial deep ran mountains high before the howling blast we gazed with terror on the gloomy sleep of them that perished in the whirlwind's sweep untaught that soon such anguish must eschew our hopes such harvest of affliction reap that we the mercy of the waves should rue we reached the western world a poor devoted crew oh dreadful price of being so resigned all that it's dear in being better far in once more lonely cave till death to pine unseen unheard unwatched by any star or in the streets and walks where proud men are better our dying bodies to obtrude than dog-like wading at the heels of war protract a cursed existence with the brood that lap their very nourishment their brother's blood the pains and plagues that on our heads came down disease and famine agony and fear in wood or wilderness in camp or town it would thy brain unsettle even to hear all perished all in one remorseless year husband and children one by one by sword and ravenous plague all perished every tear dried up despairing desolate on board a british ship i waked as from a trance restored peaceful at some immeasurable plain by the first beams of dawning light impressed in the calm sunshine slept the glittering main the very ocean has its hour of rest that comes not to the human mourner's breast remote from man and, and storms of mortal care a heavenly silence did the waves invest i looked and looked along the silent air until it seemed to bring a joy to my despair ah how unlike those late terrific sleeps and groans that rage of racking famine spoke where looks inhumane dwelt on festering heaps the breathing pestilence that rose like smoke the shriek that from the distant battle broke the mind's dire earthquake and the pallid host driven by the bomb's incessant thunderstroke to loathsome vaults where heartsick anguish tossed hope died and fear itself in agony was lost yet does the burst of woe congeal my frame when the dark streets appear to heave and gape while like a sea the storming army came and fire from hell reared his gigantic shape and murder by the ghastly gleam and rape seized their joint prey the mother and the child but from these crazing thoughts my brain escaped for weeks the balmy air breathed soft and mild and on the gliding vessel heaven and ocean smiled some mighty gulf of separation passed i seemed transported to another world a thought resigned with pain when from the mast the impatient mariner the sail unfurled 
and whistling called the wind that hardly curled the silent sea from sweet thoughts of home and from all hope i was forever hurled for me farthest from the earthly port to rome was best could i but shun the spot where man might come and oft robbed of my perfect mind i thought at last my feet a resting-place had found here will i weep in peace so fancy wrought roaming the illimitable waters round here watch of every human friend disowned all day my ready tomb the ocean flood to break my dream the vessel reached its bound and homeless near a thousand homes i stood and near a thousand tables pined and wanted food by grief enfeebled was i turned adrift helpless as sailor cast on desert rock nor morsel to my mouth that day did lift nor dared my hand at any door to knock i lay where with his drowsy mates the cock from the cross timber of an outhouse rung how dismal told that night the city clock at morn my sick heart hunger scarcely stung nor to the beggar's language could i frame my tongue so passed another day and so the third then did i try in vain the crowd's resort to deep despair by frightful wishes stirred near the seaside i reached a ruinful fort there pains with nature could no more support with blindness linked did on my vitals fall dizzy my brain with interruption short of the hideous sense i sunk nor step crawl and thence was borne away to the neighbouring hospital recovery came with food but still my brain was weak nor of the past had memory i heard my neighbours in their beds complain of many things which never troubled me of feet still bustling round with busy glee of looks where common kindness had no part of service done with careless cruelty fretting the fever round the languid heart and groans which as they said would make a dead man start these things just served to stir the torpid sense nor pain nor pity in my bosom raised memory though slow returned with strength and thence dismissed again on open day i gazed at houses men and common light amazed the lanes i sought and as the sun retired came where beneath the trees a faggot blazed the wild brood saw me weep my fate inquired and gave me food and rest more welcome more desired my heart is touched to think that men like these the rude earth's tenants were my first relief how kindly did they paint their vagrant ease and their long holiday that feared not grief for all belonged to all and each was chief no plough their sinews strained on grating road no wain they drove and yet the yellow sheep in every vale for their delight was stowed for them in nature's meads the milky udder flowed semblance with straw and puneered ass they made of potters wandering on from door to door but life of happier sort to me portrayed and other joys my fancy to allure the bagpipe dinning on the midnight moor in barn uplighted and companions boom well met from far with revelry secure in the depth of the forest glade when jocund june rolled fast along the sky his warm and genial moon but ill it suited me in journey darker moor a mountain midnight theft to hatch to charm the surly house-dog's faithful bark or hang on tiptoe at the lifted latch the gloomy lantern and the dim-lit match the black disguise the warning whistle shrill and ears still busy on its nightly watch were not for me brought up in nothing ill besides on grief so fresh my thoughts were brooding still what could i do unaided and unblessed poor father gone was every friend of thine and kindred of dead husband are at best small help and after marriage such as mine with little kindness would to me incline ill was i then for toil or service fit with tears whose cause no effort could confine by highway side forgetful would i sit whole hours my idle arms in moping sorrow knit i lived upon the mercy of the fields and oft of cruelty the sky accused on hazard or what gentle bounty yields now coldly given now utterly refused 
The fields I for my bed have often used, But what afflicts my peace with keenest ruth Is, that I have my inner self abused, Forgone the home delights of constant truth, And clear and open soul, so prized in fearless youth. Three years a wanderer, often have I viewed in tears, The sun towards that country tend, Where my poor heart lost all its fortitude, And now across this moor my steps I bend, Oh, tell me whither, for no earthly friend have I, she ceased, and weeping turn away, as if because her tale was at an end, she wept, because she had no more to say of that perpetual weight which on her spirit lay. End of the Female Vagrant Recording by Verity Kendall